If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin FM. What's up, y'all? Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Mm -hmm. Today is a fun day at the Sound Lounge. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's getting cozy, right, dude? I, 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 maybe I said this the last time, but I'm loving witnessing the evolution of the Sound Lounge. So, first time I came here, I felt like I was going to get raped and murdered. Because it's just a, it's just a literally a hole yeah. in the wall. Only thing we had in here was this table and these like microphones. You know, all of the podcast equipment. That was the first thing we got set up. But yeah, now we got. It was a little. Thing. It was a little rapey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. it was going to be like the sort of podcast version of a of a sm- snuff couch. film. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's Audio a, snuff. A snuff pod. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that down. That's a pretty good. We're gonna idea. get like raped and murdered, and we're gonna live stream it on on podcast. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, what else has happened? So then, refrigerator, refrigerator came was here the last time. Yeah. Uh, now I'm seeing a little shelving unit. You got mm-hmm. a microwave. You got a coffee maker. There's some empty beer cans. So I know some business getting done down <laughs> in here. I like that. Yeah, you got a little table over by the door, which is nice. Uh, uh, you got a key with a banana on it. And then today I come in and what is the sound lounge without a reclining sofa? Yes. That's I mean, we, we roll, man. I feel like if you, if, if the sound lounge doesn't work out and, and like it's copyright, like you can't call it, you should call it the stabbing cabin or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that's there. The stabbing, I like it. I'm going to write that down. Stabbing cabin. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> well, we're here. It's almost done. We're gonna we haven't put the music in just yet, but we're gonna be able to make music as well, and then then we'll be done, man. It's and it's, and padding some padding around, right? Know, stuff like that. It's coming along nicely. I'm glad. I'm glad you like it, man. Yeah. You get to watch it as it goes. Yeah, I'm digging it. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to confess at the very beginning of this that I did not do any proper research. That's okay. On uh, draft prospects and whatnot. I just didn't find the time or didn't take the time. I shouldn't say I didn't find it. I didn't take the time. I was irresponsible. So I apologize to listeners and I apologize to you, Skiff. But um, we're still going to go through that eventually. But we'll I, talk about some other stuff as well. I mean, as I said last week, we don't do this shit for a living. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, I, I did. the only reason I did it is, you know, because I found this fun little father-son moment mm-hmm. to do it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, that's honestly the only reason it got done. And we uh, and the draft is on Thursday. We're yep. recording this on a Tuesday. So um, the draft lasts for three days. I don't know if people know that. There's three days of drafting. Mm. So it's um, kind of fun, it, you know, due to because yeah. the time difference. Obviously, is you know 
problematic for those of us who don't want to stay up all night to watch the draft. Yeah. Uh, but in a way, it's kind of like three days of Christmas, right? Because yeah. you get to wake up every morning and find out what your team did, yeah. what, what, what you got. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true. So that's kind of fun. I, I, I look forward to that, hopefully. And I always watch um, <clears throat> videos. If anybody is new to this and has a team, oh, we got to talk to that guy, too, see who his team is. Um, oh, Jonas, yeah. Jonas, what's his name? Uh, I yeah. Think Jonas. Uh, but um, people who have teams that they cheer for, I always look at each prospect's YouTube. There's always film on YouTube that you can check out that they they have like a hype film, mm. and it'll get you really ready to know what you got. And by the time you get to like sixth and seventh round, it's probably not going to be somebody that's going to be really impactful next year. But you never mm. know. So uh, that's a cool thing to do. Go to YouTube and type those players in and see what their uh, what the what they consider their best plays and stuff are. So that's fun to do. Mm-hmm. You, do you do that? Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun. It's fun to do. I do two things. I I look at who I look at who my team got, and then I check to see where all the Georgia Bulldogs went. Oh yeah, that's my main thing. Man, it used to be more fun um, a few years ago with Miami, but mm, that's true. Georgia's probably putting more prospects <laughs> in the NFL these days than uh, than Miami's doing. Certainly on defense, for sure. Um, Isaiah Wilson isn't helping out with that, but. <laughs> he sort of flamed out, giving uh, Georgia players a bad name. I think it's going to be an Alabama heavy draft this year, though. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But anyway, um, we got some news first. Yeah. So what you got for me? Well, I texted you this yesterday, and I got to tell you, I'm sort of I'm. It's a mixture between freaking out and realizing that it's probably not the worst thing in the world. But the Falcons are now reporting that they are open to trading Julio Jones. Um, Now, obviously... (laughs) How old is Julio Jones? Julio is... He's got to be in his early 30s, I would guess. Mm, He's Um, 32. So the big problem with this scenario is that the Falcons are essentially admitting that they're desperate. Um, Julio's got one of these, like, Kirk Cousins-like guaranteed contracts. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Oh. Where where essentially they're sitting in a situation where the Falcons are not 100% sure that they're even going to be able to sign all of their incoming prospects from the draft if they don't figure out oh, what to do shit. with their – So right now, obviously, they're under the cap, but not by very much. So they're kind of in the shitter when it comes to signing prospects. And Julio – Let's see. I, oh man, the Falcons are just live right here. They have nine hundred thousand dollars in cap space. Exactly. And uh, and Julio actually has, they have negative. Oh shit, they have negative six million, but they can move stuff around. Maybe. Yeah. Next year twenty or this year this season twenty twenty one, Julio Jones in his contract has a guaranteed fifteen point three million dollars owed to him. Damn. And then um, next year. 11.5, and then the year after that, 11.5 again. Okay, so this is the big year coming up, but now they want to get rid of them. So this is what I don't like that teams can do in the NFL. They can uh, throw these numbers out there, and we're all like, oh, and then they try to get rid of the player, who, and then the player doesn't ever make all that money. Yeah, because last, last, two years ago, he signed a $66 million extension. That's, so that's... How much of that was guaranteed? 23. Was that, 23. Okay, okay. So he's gonna make twenty three million over for for good over the okay. 
So wow. essentially, the, well, the tricky part is, is that, um, you know, who, A, I assume he has some sort of say over where he can, where he's willing to play. Mm-hmm. And B, um, who's willing to take on that cap hit? Right. And what? And also, because it's such a huge cap hit, do you trade Julio Jones away, you know, for n- virtually nothing? Like, he's, they've got the, the – this situation has the Atlanta Falcons over a barrel. Yes. Pretty much. Definitely. I'm looking at the top salaries – uh, salary cap space right now after all of the free agency. Yeah. It's still the Jaguars. Yeah. So that could be Trevor Lawrence throwing the Julio. Interesting. If I were, you know, I don't, I, does Julio <laughs> want to play for Urban Meyer? Uh, and I mean, but it's also Florida. So there's the tax thing. True. So he'll have, he won't have to pay taxes on his, on his salary there. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Uh, the Florida and Texas are those two states. I don't see any Texas teams here that he can go to. Mm-mm. But the next one, which could be scary if he joined them, the Broncos. Oh, They wow. have $27 million in cap space. Right. And they only have 4.3 in dead money. So, And then the Jets, but we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were. Ta- I was talking about this over the dinner table with my family last night, and w- my son uh, was obviously very upset about the. Uh, this is this is my son's favorite player. For oh, the Falcons, okay, clearly, of course. Yeah, uh, so we were we were both sort of kind of hoping like, well, at least maybe he'll go to a team. If he does leave, let, let's hope that he goes to a team that we also like. You know, your kind of second or your mm-hmm, third team. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, the Packers probably can't afford him, but that's. I think it would be cool if he winds up there. Um, you want to hear their situation? Yeah, tell me. They have $2.6 <laughs> So, hell no. <laughs> They're just, uh, just a little bit better than the Falcons. Mm. Uh, so, mm. <clears throat> it's a little scary. You know, we, we, the Falcons have not had a lot of um, sort of face of the franchise type players in, in the history of the team. Uh, I'd say he, you know, it's him and Dion and. Um, Michael Vick and Michael Vick, really. I mean, honestly, that's that's about it. White shoes? <laughs> I'll just play. <laughs> he, I mean, obviously, I loved him, but I, you couldn't call him the face of the franchise. I don't think. Um, mm. He probably meant more to the Houston Oilers, to be honest. Dolphins got six mil. Nah. If he winds up on the Dolphins, that would be crazy. Yeah, but I mean, they need him. Will obviously. Fuller. I mean, Devontae they could use Parker. Him. Who couldn't use him? Everyone can Julio use him. Jones. Yeah. They'd be done. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you, when you draft and they're trying to draft, they have all these draft picks, it wouldn't be smart. Um, no. I think the Broncos are interesting. <laughs> the Jets, of course, could use him, but he might not want to go there. Uh, and the Jaguars makes the most sense, actually. Mm. Have a, a nice, uh, dependable receiver for Trevor Lawrence to throw to. Because it is a little – most of the people that I've read or listened to regarding especially the free agency period and all that kind of stuff, everyone's kind of wondering, like, why have the Jaguars not spent any of their money? All right. Like, they haven't – they didn't really do anything. And, you know, and then came this report about Urban Meyer complaining about how things are done in the NFL. Like People you know, aren't groveling at his feet. Yeah, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> yes, fuck that guy. Uh, well, could you cheer for Julio Jones if he played for Jacksonville? Yeah, uh, I guess. 
I mean, okay. I, yeah, I, I can cheer for Julio on an individual level. Yes. So you would do a fantasy and then take Julio. Sure. So that way, that's the best. It seemed like the best way to do it. True. True. Do a fantasy True. league, and, and which we're probably gonna do this year. Right. Uh, so let us know if you're interested in this NFL fantasy league. It'd be so cool if we could get like 12 people. Mm. But uh, my brother said he would uh, manage it for us, so I don't have to. Oh, that's right. That I forgot about that. Yeah, so. that'd be fun. Um, yeah. So that that's hanging out there. I mean, the thing is, is that this deal probably won't get done. Probably won't get done before the draft. I don't think. If no, the draft's in two days. No. Uh, so you, you're probably waiting a while for this thing to get done. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Teams could be waiting to see who they draft. Like, if they had their eye on a Julio-type prospect, because this season, this this year, oh, that's another thing. This year, first of all, the draft, I mean, the cap is lower. Mm. And then the draft is so receiver-rich this year. This might be the best Also, year. you know, is this... Um, you know, there's all there's there's also that chance that this is some kind of a weird sort of draft uh, week smokescreen kind of thing. You know how people are always, oh yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. It could be like like people say, oh well, if the Falcons are willing to get rid of Julio, then that means that they're definitely taking Kyle Pitts, right? Uh, and then they get to number four and they take Justin Fields. You know, and everyone's like, well, oh, okay. so I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, you never know what. Or the they're get trying to get somebody to make some crazy offers for the fourth. Like somebody try to get Julio exactly. and then give up some crazy shit. Like the Broncos are pretty high in the draft, and they they could kind of boost up a bit to get to that fourth spot and give up extra if they take Julio. Patriots too. Yeah, Patriots too. So somebody who would want a receiver as uh, as an asset, I don't think the Patriots would take on that contract. But they've been wilding out this year, so <laughs> they <laughs> have uh, they That's have um, in cap space. Effective cap space, they have 12.3, 12.4 million. Mm. So they could pull it off, you know. Julio ain't cheap, man. He's not cheap. He ain't cheap. And, uh, <laughs> but he's not a, he's not, he doesn't have a reputation of, of a diva either. Mm-mm. This ain't Juju we're talking about. So he could fit into the Patriot way easily. It seems like everybody does once they get there anyway. Well, except for Antonio Brown. <laughs> but then they... He didn't fit in, like. He, well, he didn't his, fit like, in. Legal and, troubles. Well, yeah, he didn't fit in because he got into legal troubles. All right, I think if he would have played without, <laughs> maybe the, he would have fit in personality. Yeah, if he could have gotten away with his rape, had he not been so rapey, which <laughs> he's in, he's in the news. We'll get to him in a minute. Okay. Or okay. fuck it, why don't we just go there now? Let's go now. <clears throat> um, yeah, Antonio Brown. Uh, since you brought it up, uh, this week has officially settled his uh, wow. alleged sexual assault. Uh, lawsuit with Brittany Taylor. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, this is one of those things where oh, this was the trainer. Okay, this was the trainer who who he kind of when you read the details of this case, it's fucking disgusting. If he did this, it's just gross, dude. It's just fu- it's just fucking gross. And the idea that a guy like this can, you know, I hate it, you know, it's not a it's an apples to oranges comparison, but it's like I keep, you keep coming back around to this Colin Kaepernick situation. A guy who was oh, yeah, standing yeah. up for something on principle, something that mattered, something that made the world a better place. Uh, and we can, they, all these people who wanted to blackball Kaepernick out of the league can now look back however many years it's been at this point 
uh, and say, oh, we made a mistake. But this asshole, Antonio Brown, can go out and settle a fucking, you know, a, a, a three-time rape case. Uh, and he's going to come back and play with the fucking the Super Bowl champions. It's, uh, it's I disgusting. Saw, I saw an article here that said that he may not return to the Bucks. Yeah, he may not. But whatever. He's coming back. He's, he's playing. He's going to play for he's somebody. He's going to play yeah. in the league this and year. And it's like if somebody should be banned, this is the guy who should be banned. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, like they don't even realize the problem. Or they refuse to try to realize. It's the same thing they did with concussions, too. Exactly. Just to turn a blind eye and just keep rolling and keep counting money. Yeah. Why do we love the sport, man? We love the sport, not the league. Well, yeah, exactly, and that's like. Or think, I should um, say, we love the <laughs> the product, and not the establishment. Well, I think it, it's that we also love the tradition of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you you love a particular sport um, because you you enjoy the competition or the excitement mm-hmm. level. Yeah. Um, in America, especially, and also in Europe, I mean, and even more so in Europe, especially here in Europe, sport sort of takes the place of a religion in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, like yeah, yeah. You, you, you really lock into that club. Like that's your, mm-hmm. you go watch them play, that's your church. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, good point. Um, so the, there's a big difference between the game and the organizations that run them. Um, yeah, it's true. And And we just had that here. That the organizations were proving that they ain't shit either by mm. trying to start their own league. The Did Super you follow league that? <laughs> yeah, that was some shit, man. <laughs> that was crazy. You know, we're gonna, you know, take your money and you know do our own thing over here and not have those lesser teams, and then you can pay to watch us. While we'll still play another league though, and you know, it's oh fucked up. My favorite quote was actually from uh, Pep Guardiola, the coach of of Man City, uh, who basically said, "Look." Um, it's it's not if 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 it doesn't matter that you lose if there are no consequences for losing in that like you know these these leagues like if you if you lose all your games and you can't get relegated mm-hmm. it's it's not a sport right <laughs> it's not a sport anymore uh, and basically what it's interesting they should you do bring, that in the NFL it's interesting that you bring that up because I think that um. What they were trying to do with the Super League was way was pro- very comparable to the way that we organize our leagues in America, right? Mm-hmm. You can be the worst team in the league year after year after year, and there will be no consequences for that. Yeah, like you're not going to drop out of that league, and I mean there will be some financial consequences. You'll be the laughing stock of the right. league, and no jersey sales. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Like Ticket you sales. But I think the mm-hmm. one difference is that. In the NFL, which is why I could see a team staying there or staying in the league, is that uh, you all have the same amount of money, mm. so you can't buy your way out of trouble right. like you can in these other leagues. Yeah, so that's different. Like it's just the one with the mo- that's what makes the, the Super League thing seem more disgusting because it's like the richest, literally the richest team, not rich in history, but the mm. richest team with most money. Could do that. It's yeah. fucked up. And these teams are not even close. These teams that were going into the Super League, most of them weren't even close to being the best teams in their country, right? Like Arsenal oh, really? is sitting in like seventh or eighth place, or maybe even lower. Uh, Liverpool is terrible this year. Um, you know, some of these. So teams, just the ones with money. But it, 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 the teams that were selected to go into the Super League were the the teams that were the most rich in history, and okay, the teams so that make the most money. So it's basically like, uh, think about the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. right? Dallas Cowboys, 
haven't been to the playoffs in what two decades? Yeah, and yet like they're the richest team in the NFL. Why? Because that America's team that they they sort of branded themselves as America's team yeah. in the seventies, uh, and it worked. It became the most popular team in America. If it, they what were, teams they were, would be the Super League in the NFL? If they yeah, that's funny because I, I was reading something about that. Well, it would definitely be the Cowboys. Uh-huh. Um, it would probably be the Rams. Rams. Um, well, you need some. You need a big team from every sort of part Where's of the you? country, right? It would either be the Rams or the Forty Nine ers I would say Forty Nine ers Yeah, maybe Rams. the Forty Nine ers have a bigger history and probably bigger fan base. Maybe. Definitely bigger fan base. Yeah, that's true, because the Rams have moved around. And 49ers are kind of international fan base, yeah, too. True, true, true. You'd have to have one of the New York teams, probably the Giants. Definitely Giants, because um, <laughs> fuck the Jets. You'd have to have the Steelers in there. Packers would have to be in there. Uh, just on a hit. Just, Packers, yeah. Steelers, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think in the southeast region. I think that you would have to, in the southeast region, I think you would have to have... Probably the Saints. Yeah, um, Saints. And on some level, I think maybe the Dolphins because you maybe. I mean, you have you got a great history with the Dolphins. Um, yeah, I can see that. Bears? Did you say Bears? I did that's not. Another say the team Bears. that's not good, but that could like just because Chicago and right. Maybe the Bears, and the fan base is so loyal. I can tell you that the Falcons would not be <laughs> chosen for the Super League. I'm afraid. <laughs> How many teams did we name? That was like eight, right? Yeah. Um, Which is a quarter of the league. Chiefs, too. You'd have to have the Chiefs in there, especially. Would you? Oh, given their current. Yeah. Right now, Patrick Mahomes. If you're, ju- if yeah, you're making you can't a Super have a league, league without the Patrick If you're having Mahomes, a Super yeah. League, Patrick Mahomes got to be in it. I was just thinking long term. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Because he's going to be good for a while, too. Yeah, man. Uh, that's what it was. And then the teams that, like, Jackson, poor Jacksonville. <laughs> Who, if they relegated every year, they would probably be the team that dropped out because they can't even. Sometimes they ha- they can't even sell their tickets. You know what I think would be interesting? They do this in the NHL. Um, they have the same kind of system like they have in the NFL. Like if you if you're the worst team in the league, mm. um, well, what they they used to do the same thing. Like if you were the worst team in the league, you got the first pick in the draft. But what happened was is that you had the worst team in the league wound up being the same team several years in a row. Mm. And so the NHL changed their, their draft policy where the, I think it's the top five teams, the top five, the, the five worst teams mm-hmm. go into a lottery. Oh, like the NBA. Yeah. Does the NBA do that? Yeah, they do it. I think the NFL should do they that they call too. you like a lottery team. <clears throat> like when you start, right. like you're going to be a lottery team this year. It's like a insult. Yeah, I think they should do that. Yeah, I think, uh, or maybe if you get the first pick, you can't get it within the next three years. Right. That's, that would be good, too. Yeah. Um, well, someone who never re- seems to have to worry about that is Mike Tomlin, who signed an extension this week, mm. uh, head coach of the Steelers. Nice. He looks like my dad. I don't know if I told you that. Before. You have told me that. <laughs> uh, and the there's something I can come to my father. The thing, that it, <laughs> I love, despite the fact that I don't like teams from, from, um, the state of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, love Mike Tomlin. Oh, uh, same here. I love him. And I just think he's incredibly real. He's mm-hmm. he's not the kind of coach who just does that typical coach. Sp- I'm sure he does coach speak sometimes. Yeah. But but he's he just feels like a real straight shooter. Yeah. And I like this story um, for a couple of reasons and learned some shit that I didn't realize that I thought was a little surprising. 
this guy uh, has been the Steelers head coach since 2007, and he's never had a losing season. Wow. Never. Wow. Another interesting fact that I learned, in the last 50 years, can you guess how many coaches the Steelers have had? They have in fifty years, three, exactly yeah. three coaches in yeah. fifty years. I know that was the big thing because Bill Cowher coached for so long. Who was it before that? Chuck uh, Noll. Chuck Noll. That's it. Chuck Noll, and then him. Yeah, I knew that. That is kind of cool. Yeah, I think. What's another team with that type of history? Who would mm. you say, like Seattle? Maybe because they had Holmgren for so long. But if they they haven't been around as long as the Steelers, right? Of course, I'm trying to think of. Uh, Oh, Dallas was kind of like that, and then they started. Dallas was like that, yeah. (laughs) And uh, Green Bay until they started recently. Hmm. I mean, I think once the media started getting so much influence, that's when it stopped being. You know, like it's so uh, feed me now, like instant uh, gratification. Now teams are. Quick to pull the trigger on firing somebody, right? So I mean, but that's 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 what shows the staying power of Mike Tomlin. That's crazy, man. I didn't know zero, or at least I didn't remember zero losing. That's pretty crazy. Um, Wow. Onto a new head coach uh, who's been sort of raising some ears uh, this past week. Sirianni, the new coach for the um, for the Eagles, Mm -hmm. has had a very odd week. Um, First of all, he. I mean, I guess. In one way, I understand. He's a Belichick guy, right? Is he? He's from that tree. Is he? I think so. Uh, look, he's basically he came out this week and said uh, he's not entirely sure who their quarterback is going to be. Oh, he, I saw that. He wants there to be a competition between Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco. Yeah. Like, um, get the fuck out of here. And in a lot of ways, this is coached. Like, of course, you say that because you. It, I think he already knows that Jalen Hurts is going to be his quarterback, but still, it was a little like, come on, dude. Like, for real? Uh, but the thing that he said this week that was kind of weird, he was in this press conference and he was talking about uh, these Zoom me- you know, because they're forced to have these Zoom meetings with, with all these prospects who they're talking to mm-hmm. heading into the draft. Um, he revealed his method to which he attempts to determine – these prospects' uh, level of competitive competitiveness, and he said that it, he he challenges them all to a game of rock paper scissors uh, <laughs> in an effort to sort of determine like how competitive they are. And okay. and and everybody, you could hear the video clip. You hear it. It's like the coaches sitting next to him, kind of start giggling, and you can hear some of the journalists like, "What? What? <laughs> like you do what?" And he's like, he's like, "Yeah, I do rock paper scissors, bro. You know, like I want to see. Like I'm talking trash when we're doing this. Is he going to talk trash back? What's he going to do? You know?" And it's, <laughs> it just seemed like the weirdest. Like, are you saying like this is really how you're going to gauge a person's <laughs> level of competitiveness? It was just, wow. It was very strange. But I'll give him credit. He did not go as dark. I saw this this morning. Uh, where is it? Fuck. It was the coach from the 49ers. Shanahan? Yeah. Kyle Shanahan. They're asking him. Oh, a, I saw about, that. They're asking him, like, are you, like, are you going dra- to draft a quarterback? What are you going to do? Jim, is Jimmy is Garoppolo going to play? Jimmy Garoppolo going to quarterback uh, son. Yeah. And, he's, and he's, his quote is something to the effect of, like, you know, we don't even know if one of these guys might be dead yeah, next yeah. Sunday. Somebody going to be dead Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. I can't say if anybody on earth gonna, is going to be alive yeah, on gonna Sunday. 
what the? Uh, where? What kind of coach speak is that? <laughs> that sounds like a murder threat. <laughs> I'm telling you, if Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> winds up dead between now, <laughs> if Jimmy Garoppolo winds up dead between now and yeah. the beginning of the season, uh, this is all we're going to be talking like, about. Yeah. I'm telling you, Shanahan's going to be suspect number one. Uh, but a car crash, sure. Hey, bro, wink, wink. what was that thing that you said? <laughs> <laughs> that was some crazy shit. Uh, the Chiefs made a trade this week. They, uh, oh yeah, traded around their. They traded their first round pick to the Ravens to pick up Orlando Brown well, why, why Jr. Why would the Ravens do this? <laughs> uh, it's a good question. Why would they do this? I mean, for the thirty for thirty first pick. Uh, they yeah. got more stuff too, right? Second round. They did. They got a few other things. So they got, I mean, they got a chance to sort of pick up some assets. Uh, and it also gives, I mean, granted, they're late round picks, but now the Ravens have two picks in the first round. That's true. So so that's kind of And uh, what they're saying is a pretty deep draft. Yeah. Because Ravens do need a wide receiver. So, that, yeah, kind of makes sense. And I think you're going to see, because it happens every year, you're going to see players that are – thought of as big time prospects are going to start falling in the draft. Yeah. You know, so it's not unreasonable to think um that the Ravens couldn't pick pick somebody up uh and they got two picks right there kind of really close to each other actually. Uh but it's great for the Chiefs because this is basically what they needed the most. Everybody saw Patrick Mahomes running for his life in the Super Bowl. They needed to rebuild that old line. They've got they've got some of the the what's his name something blah 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 Tardif the guy who sat out last year. He's coming back mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. You got this guy. Um, apparently, yeah. what uh, some of it apparently had to do with the fact that that Orlando Brown Jr. Um, wanted to play tackle, and I think the Ravens were playing him as a guard. Guard, yeah, yeah, um, so. and. He's a little older too, right? Well, Brown, yeah, and Brown apparently his father was also a tackle, and he, yeah, he wanted to he wanted to honor his mm. his father by by also being a tackle. So he it, this is a great pickup oh, for shit. the. He's twenty four. Oh, is he really? I thought he was in his thirties. No, that's great. <clears throat> this is going to be great for the Chiefs. Wow, uh, I was a little worried about the Chiefs uh, going into. You know, thinking like you know, after they got kind of humbled in the Super Bowl, and they got these two O linemen. I'm worried for the cut. league, but I think the yeah. Chiefs have now sort of reestablished themselves. I think they better because I think the Patriots are coming, man. That's my whole. I need to bet that. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. while I'm saying. yeah, uh, let's see what else happened this week. We got some funny sort of um, um, kind of criminal stories this week. Uh, <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore arrested for uh, having a gun. Um, the video is really funny. Uh, I mean, he claims that the gun is like he had a license for the gun. Um, the, first of all, the cop was being like really nice to him, which was kind of good to see. Yeah. Uh, so that was nice. But the part that was funny about it is that when they when he said he said, "Yeah, I have a gun," and the cop asked, "Was like, where do you have the gun?" And, and he said, "Well, I have it here." And he pointed to like his, you know, kind of midsection region, his groin area. Oh, okay. Uh, and the cop is clearly heard saying, whoa, dude, you, you're going to shoot your dick off. <laughs> 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 you got to get yourself a holster, brother, he says. Oh, wow. Uh, he also says uh, some, there's something about weed involved This is in while this he was getting arrested? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why he's getting arrested. Uh, and the cop says something, asks him something about drugs or something. And he's okay. Like, and he's, he says, oh, well, that's not about weed. It's just weed. The cop says weed is weed. 
was like, I like this cop. Wow, this guy, yeah. Uh, so that was kind of an interesting story. Uh, Did the cop know he was an NFL player? He must have. Okay. He had to have known. Yeah. Otherwise, why was he being so nice to him? <laughs> Maybe he's a nice cop. Maybe, Maybe. we get all of these uh, stories of bad cops and it's clouded our opinion. Perhaps. Perhaps. Either way, sounded like a nice guy. You're likely right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, speaking of, I forgot to um, yeah? give you the gift. Oh, I have a gift? I love gifts. Let's see. A gift is coming to me. What is that? Oh, snap. What am I eating? Am I eating? There's no drugs. Mmm. Mmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, Sandra made muffins. These are cornbread muffins. (laughs) Sandra made some wonderful muffins. Are these cornbread muffins? Or are they? It's just like little cake muffins. They're just little cake muffins. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is good right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we eating. You know, we've been talking, my son and I were talking this week. I'm going to make my barbecue sauce Ooh. soon. And uh, we always have this debate every year. My wife, I make barbecue sauce. It takes all day or most of the day because I kind of cook it in this pot for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um and my wife just gets so bent out of shape. She wants to open up all the doors and the windows. She's like, ah, the whole house smells like barbecue sauce. And I'm like, like how is that? A, how's that a fucking problem? Like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> you're <what>? welcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but my son, my whole family, we complain about this for years. But now my son has gotten to the age where he's kind of down with barbecue sauce. Nice. And uh, so he's looking forward to that. Maybe we'll have a little father-son moment where I'll teach him how to make barbecue sauce. Of course you will. Mm, and also we've been talking about making ribs. I don't know why. I've been dreaming about I've been having a lot of weird dreams lately. I don't know. Do you do beef ribs or pork ribs? I do pork ribs. Oh, that was kind of a dumb question. Yeah, I do pork ribs. Um, I had a yeah, I had a weird dream last night that somebody tried to rob me. Oh, this shit. Too skinny... Little dumb was it DeAndre Baker and uh... no, it was these two skinny little white guys, and they came up to me and they were like, "You know, you have to give us all of your money right now." And I was like, "Dude, I don't. I'm walking around with a, car, a debit card. Like I don't have any money in my pocket. What the fuck's wrong with you?" Uh, and then uh, they were like, "Well, yeah, well, you have to give us all your money." I was like, "Okay, well, well, let's let's figure this out." And I was at my car or something, and I fucking. I wound up opening up the trunk and I pulled out a baseball bat and I popped this one guy in the nose with the baseball bat and I turned around and I hit the other guy. You had an action dream. I did. It was kind of an action dream, but it was like kind of real. It was weird. And these guys were literally just like lying on the ground like like one guy, his head was cracked up. It was it was gruesome. Shit. Um The mind of a director. I I've been having a lot of weird dreams like this lately. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of, I don't know. I've been it's writing. It's because the draft's like, coming up. Maybe. Maybe. It might be because you did a mock draft, and this is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> this is your punishment this from God. This is your punishment for a mock draft. I like that. Um, what else happened? Oh, this Philip Adams story. Remember the guy who, who mm-hmm. shot his doctor and all this? Ca- that, what a crazy story. Um, when they went to his house and they looked, he, they found in his house, they found several notebooks with cryptic writing with different designs and emblems. Okay. Like like it was some kind of like like maybe he had his own like weird religion they were saying. 
Was he the leader of it? I I assume so. Um, my boys and I uh, that I do my po- other podcast with, they <laughs> we we said that if you start a new religion, it always leads to sex. <laughs> right. So, and we were saying like, you know, when does the blow blowjob tent pop up? Right. Because <laughs> like at some point, this guy. So this guy was probably trying to get some sex in the hmm. long run. I would like to see these notebooks. <laughs> Personally, yes. What would what would his religion be like? I'm yeah. I'm interested in the mind of a. I, I guess we're all fascinated by the mind of a killer, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. And all, well, obviously, you know, they're gonna do some. They're gonna study this dude's um, CTE probably brain. And the NFL will be like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, yeah, but this goes. This feels like it goes far beyond the uh, the premise of. I don't know. Some people say the best football-related movie of all time, Ace Ventura. Uh, <laughs> laces out, bro. <laughs> I feel like That's this not goes. Snowflake. That's not Snowflake. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this goes beyond laces out. Yeah, uh, I would love to see these notebooks. Yeah. Um, still a very sad story. Very sad. Uh, so I'm not trying Especially to make killing the kids and killing the. The technicians that are there working on it. Oh, it's horrible. I was really curious to ask your opinion on on the Raiders um, tweet <laughs> uh, because I was a little confused by this. Uh, and the fact that they pinned it? Well, here's the thing. They, I they, couldn't tell. Like I, perso- I personally couldn't tell. Was this, like, was this truly, like, did they do something that was just kind of stupid and offensive? Uh, or you know, at the very least, like kind of just insensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, or was this an example of this like super woke mafia like coming after these guys? I, I, I honestly just felt like mm, that's what you mean. You know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't figure out which one is this. Uh, uh, because, yeah, because then I, later, like it, you know, uh, what's his name's? Um, uh, she's you know the brother comes out and says, "Hey, we're we're I, I don't have a problem with this." Like. All right, it's like the, you can't be more angry than the victim. You know what I'm saying? Than the person close to the crime. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. And like, I remember I, this okay. was sort of a calling, a, a call to arms at one point. Like, I can breathe mm-hmm. after the, uh, who was the guy that got choked outside of the bodega in Staten Island? Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Eric Garner. There you go, that one. Sorry. It's, it's so many. <laughs> you know, it's so, fu- it's so fucked up that we have to, like, that you have to rattle through all these. That's yeah. the sad part of the story. But I just, I don't know. When I saw this story, I was really curious and I wanted to ask you what you thought about it. I think that uh, it, they meant well. I think we need to start looking at people's intentions more. Right. They meant well. They were showing gratitude that. This guy is going to jail. And yeah. some people did say that as well. They weren't the only ones with the sentiment, I can breathe. Right. Uh, so it wasn't like he was trying to take a dump on it. Was it kind of tone deaf? Yeah. Sure. But, I mean, I, I, I like that they kept it up. Fuck it. This is what we felt at the moment. Um, and we, and we keep it, we're not going to be pressured by you guys to take it down. So it felt a little. It, yeah. it felt a little woke mafia to me. Yeah, uh, but I was like, I don't know. I'm. Uh, they didn't say this is a disgrace, right? <laughs> when he was convicted, they showed happiness that he was convicted. We're all happy this guy was convicted. Sure. So it's like, come on, man, take that energy and put it towards something else. Put it towards a, uh, I don't know, some Fox News pundit that says, uh, um, 
look at uh, black on black crime. Mm. Tucker <laughs> Carlson a, comes to mind. Tucker Carlson or that lady, uh, Lori, whatever her name is. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? I the do blonde. know. Oh, about. they all they're all blonde. Yeah, exactly. Blonde, short small. skirt. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. We also have a couple of rule changes. Uh, we've sort of talked about these already, so we kind we kind of are they official. We knew they were coming, but now they're official. We got the expanded jersey number uh, situation. What? Where, yeah. So now you have three digits. Nay. Oh, good. No. Uh, Look, at you t- he just turned a Swedish. I did. I just on said, <laughs> on the show. <clears throat> What's happening here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, basically, like you know, these guys, like you know, running backs can now. It's more about like players that want to wear single digit numbers. Oh, right. Okay. So Derrick Henry, who wore number two when he played for Alabama, can now go back and wear number two if he wants to. Call me. Uh, get off my lawn, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> but ever, <laughs> but ever since I was a kid, ever since I was a kid, I I took pride in knowing somebody's position by looking at their number, right? You know, or, or offense or defense. You look at the number, and it was almost uh, I'm not in college anymore. Once my two as a running back becomes. 32 or 25 or whatever. You know what I mean? The knowing, I just, I like it. I think that I, I, I wanted to stay as it is. It bothered me when receivers started wearing the uh, quarterback numbers. Right. It always bothered me a little bit. And now I'm really on my on my get off my lawn uh, rant right now. Well, do you know who with agrees this? with you? Uh, who would also like people to get off of his lawn is uh, Tom Brady. Because uh, apparently Tom Brady is not a fan of this. I'm not. Yeah, I, I um, agree with Tom Brady. You do. You agree with Tom Brady. He tweeted out. Uh, what did he tweet out? He tweeted out. Good luck trying to block the right people now. Going to make for a lot of bad football. Whoa. That was Tom Brady's tweet. Uh, which I thought was a little funny and kind of a little, you know, get off my lawn. And also, you know, really funny, especially considering that. You know, for a guy who who can't keep track of how many downs he has to fucking play <laughs> football, which which was a bit of a problem for him in one of the games this past year. Uh, so, yeah, Tom Brady's not a big fan of this. But here's I don't like it. here's what I think is a little what got kind of buried. Now people are talking about it now, but at first it wasn't really part of the story. If if a player wants to t- now, this is for existing players who are in the league right now. If they want to change their number. Uh, the league is going to force them to buy all of the unsold jerseys Whoa. at retail price. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So there was one guy, I think it was the dude who's the That's running... petty as hell. <laughs> who's, the guy, who's the guy, the running back for the, uh, running back for the, for the Vikings? Is it Dalvin, uh, Dalvin Cook? Cook? yeah. Dalvin Cook. There was a story with Dalvin Cook, looked into this, uh, wanted to change his number to his old college number, and I think they were going to charge him like somewhere north of like one point five million <laughs> <laughs> to change his number. Good for that. Good. I'm like, I like it. I'm on my lawn, man. I, I thought that was kind of uh, funny. He played uh, for FSU, right? Yeah. So, but the good, the good guy story of the week goes to Patrick Peterson. This is also still related. Patrick Peterson is the new. He signed with the Vikings. Uh, Did he? Yep. Yeah. 
he signed with the Vikings. He wanted to to um, to wear his single digit number seven that he used to wear uh, when he played for LSU. I think. I think he played for LSU. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and the backup quarterback for the Vikings, Nate Stanley, already had the number seven. Uh, so this is actually a good guy story for both of them, for Nate Stanley and uh, Patrick Peterson. So basically, the the they reached an agreement. So instead of like you know paying him money or buy him a Rolex or whatever, uh, Patrick Peterson, in exchange, decided to pay for new shoulder pads for Stanley's old high school football team. Oh no, that's in cool. Wisconsin. That's cool. And he gave up the number, and now Patrick Peterson has number seven. I thought that was kind of a cool story. That is cool. Uh, did Devin Cook say he was going to do it? No, he changed his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably like, I so. Raise my guaranteed number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that should that's going to be in the new contracts. Well, any, okay. Here's the thing. Here's here's the workaround. I think they've put it in there where, like, say, okay, so Dalvin Cook doesn't want to do it this year because it's going to cost him over a million dollars. Uh, but if he tells the league, okay, okay, I want to do it next year. They don't print. The he jersey. can do that. Me, the it thing, still affects jersey sales, though. The thing that is really annoying about this is that you know if a team trades a player, yeah, they're not going to make the team pay for all those old jerseys. You know, nobody. Yeah, but if the if a team trades a player, then the NFL eats that those jersey costs anyway. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's like kind of it seems a little weird that they fuck the players and not the team. You know. No, the the players fucking the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like no, but I'm saying like Nike like like Sam Darnold. Like who the fuck's gonna buy a a Jets Sam Darnold jersey now? Nobody, right? And the team doesn't oh, have to pay for that because oh, so they traded him away. So you got all this leftover inventory that they're just gonna have okay. to throw in the trash, and the team doesn't have to pay for that because they traded a player. But trades happen, and fans know trades happen. A player changing their mind about their number is different. That's true. Yeah, uh, NFL passed a new onside kick rule. Uh, they did not decide to go with the fourth and fifteen alternative, which I'm a little sad about. I would have liked to have seen yeah. that. Yeah, um, that would have been cool. But they basically went with the um, what is it? They limited the the amount of players that okay. that the receiving team can have in the what they call the down setup one zone. to one yeah. less, right? Nine now, right? Or uh, what is it? Where does it find error? Ten, fifteen yards. If they put ten or eleven players, now they have nine. Is it nine players? Up to ten. Up to ten. Okay. So one. That's. that's I feel like that's not going to make any difference. I feel like they should have gone with the fourth and fifteen. That would have been that more fun. Been great. Maybe next year. That would have been more. That's fun. That's the best thing about the NFL. Maybe next year they'll switch it. And yeah. Make it more fun. Um, they made a slight tweak to the. Um, the way officials will be reviewing plays, which I think they also kind of... They talked about like an umpire. That yeah, was... they, they decided not to do that. Okay. Um, th- what the, They essentially have uh, expanded the duties of the replay official to allow them to advise the on-field officials on specific objective aspects of a play when clear and obvious video evidence is present. Uh, present and or to address game administration issues. Um, I feel like they're just, you know, sometimes it's like, I, I get it. They're, they're just inching their way towards something. Yeah. I mean, at uh, some point. Are. 
You know, yeah, and I think at some point they're going to have to – I guess they maybe they do this in the NBA as well. I know in hockey they have, yeah. you know, the league office. Like they – I mean, if you miss something, they're going to call they're in. They're looking say, at it in New York. That's what they say all the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so whatever. It's, it's a very gradual kind of stupid change, I think. Uh, the league also expects to crack down on taunting penalties this year. Crack down on taunting. You're going to see more of that? Um, this uh, face-to-face, pointing fingers, standing over players on the ground. Apparently, you're going to see more taunting pe- penalties this oh, year. Oh, just what we need. I feel like that's kind of stupid. Um, it's the pussification of America. I don't know. It just <laughs> feels a little... I mean, I, get, I don't know. I, I guess I get it, but it's... I don't know. It just feels like you could have... I think the fewer... Pe- <laughs> uh, the, the flow of the game... The game's long enough. One thing they won't cut is commercials. That's what we need to cut out. Yeah, exactly. The game's long enough, man. We're going to add a new penalty. It's like, man, and replay. It's like, it's going to be so long. Yeah. They're going to get games to four hours. It's going to be like driving from the airport to fucking no, <laughs> to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's basically it for news and rule changes. It's and draft time. <laughs> the 2021 draft <laughs> by <laughs> Skiff Basaro and Isak. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's right. My boy uh, and I did a mock draft for uh, for round one. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned last week, look, we went through this. We had this conversation where we started and we went back. Uh, and it was essentially like, wh- how, how do you d- you go about this in one of two ways? You either pick what you think is going to happen uh, or you pick what you think should happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since I don't give two shits about being wrong, I decided to go with <laughs> what I think should happen. Right. Uh, you know, so don't at me, bro, you know, <laughs> as they say. Uh, because I almost never check my – like, seriously, don't ever at me for anything because I never go on Twitter. <laughs> for, any, for your own good. Don't yeah. At me. I mean, if you want, if it, but just know that you're screaming into a vacuum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so how do we? I guess we just dive into this thing. Yeah, first pick. What you got? Uh, okay, I know that everybody thinks that that Trevor Lawrence. It's not about what they think. This is about what they need. Is the assumed number one? I know, but I don't think the Jags should take him. I really don't, mm-hmm. and and the reason why uh, is, and maybe this is a little weird. Okay, look for starters. I think that Justin Fields is literally the best quarterback in the draft. I do. Mm-hmm. And the the reason why I feel like I know that to be a fact is because when given a choice between Justin Fields and Jake Fromm, the Georgia Bulldogs chose Jake Fromm. The fact that Georgia let him slip away only proves how good he is, in my opinion, <laughs> because we have been making the wrong choice at that position for decades. Okay. Georgia doesn't even rank in the top 25 of colleges with QBs who went on to be successful NFL players. <laughs> they just don't. You got DJ Shockley, Matt Stafford, Jake Fromm, David Green, Eric Zier, Aaron Murray, and Fran Tarkington are easily considered the best QBs in UGA history. And besides Stafford and Tarkington, none of these other dudes made it hardly any further than third-string quarterback. Most of them didn't even make it off the fucking practice squad. So – so, wouldn't Logic also say if he couldn't beat out Jake Fromm, then he's probably a bust? No, I'm just saying, I think that... Georgia I think just that, doesn't know how to... I think, I personally, mm-hmm. 
Maybe I'm being a little conspiracy theorist or, or a little touchy, but I think the reason that they went with Jake Fromm instead of Justin Fields had more to do with racism. Than oh, anything. okay. Oh, yeah, well, you they said went that. with you a said, good old white boy from the uh, – I mean, Justin Fields is also from Georgia too, but they went with the good old boy who likes to hunt and fish mm-hmm. uh, and loves his and mama. Fake, to be face of the team. It goes to church, loves his mama, all that kind of stuff. He, he was the white boy face of the team. Okay. Uh, and right. also, given that Urban Meyer is probably not ready to be an NFL coach, I think he would be better off with a QB who's not only accurate and reliable, crafty, creative, quick on his feet – when the shit hits the fan, because let's face it, it's Jacksonville. The shit is going to hit the fan. <laughs> All right. Um, I like that. I like it. Switching it up. All right, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Number two. We I'm got, sorry, number two. Well, you're right. Number two is the Jets, <laughs> and, and because because uh, Trevor Lawrence is sitting there, I think they should take quarterback Trevor Lawrence from Clemson uh, because he's the next best available quarterback after ditching on Sam Darnold is clearly what they need. I also think that Lawrence will be better off in the hands of a competent coach like Robert Salah. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's two Urban's, Urban Meyer slams right off the bat. So let's go. <laughs> uh, 49ers, yeah. uh, number three spot, I think they'll take Zach Wilson. I think they should take Zach Wilson. Um this is an interesting dude. This guy, he might be good. He might be a bust. I, uh, I've seen him play, but honestly, I've seen him play against teams like Army, Navy, Louisiana Tech, Western Kentucky, Northern Alabama, Coastal right. Carolina. I mean, come on. These are the, shitty teams. Yeah. The only reason I put him here is because, A, BYU has produced a lot of NFL-ready quarterbacks. I'm talking guys like Steve, Steve Young, Young, Jim McMahon. So, uh, Jim B- McMahon? If that's the if that's the drop off between well, Young and McMahon, sure, yeah, huge. Sure, they also sure, sure. put John Beck yeah. in the league. Yeah, <laughs> but the main reason why I think he'd be a good fit there is, well, actually, it'll only work if they decide to keep Garoppolo, right? Because if they keep him and then they have this kid kind of learn under Garoppolo, I think. It makes it so that if he's alive, I assuming that he's alive on Sunday. <laughs> if he's alive on Sunday, how could you draft somebody? You don't know if they're going to be alive. <laughs> I think it makes it so that it kind of qualifies in a way where they can afford to take the risk on this kid. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Assuming Garoppolo is going to be alive. Uh, Atlanta Falcons at number four. I, okay, so to be clear, I didn't. None of these, I didn't, we did not anticipate, like, include the idea that there might be trades in this. Okay, yeah, of so course. We just of course. Said, no, no, we're that. just going one through 32, yeah, yeah. Jeff. Falcons, I think they should take Trey Lance. Uh, I know that they probably, I'm also okay if they take Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I really course. am. I mean, why, why wouldn't you be? Second best prospect in the draft. But I'm also, by all accounts, despite the lack of tape and the lack of experience, this kid. He, he can't. I mean, he definitely has kind of a boom or bust kind of quality to him, and he mm. might be the total package. He might be a total turd. Who knows? Um, so it's like uh, Jordan uh, from last year that the Packers took, right? Yeah, Jordan Love. Yeah, Jordan Love. The thing I like about this kid though is that he can. He kind of. He's a little old school and new school. Like he can play in the pocket, but he's also really sturdy, so he can take off running. And he's one of these running quarterbacks who, mm, when yeah. he runs, he looks more like a running back. You know, like he can run dudes over. Um, I mean, as dumb as it may sound, I think the Falcons should draft the QB of the future. Um, this, At the fourth pick. Yeah, and and I think him too. Uh, again, this is one of those things where you can afford to take the risk because you're still stuck with Matty Stats. Mm-hmm. 
And this guy who they're saying may or may not be ready to play in the NFL, who better to have sort of sitting behind Matty Stats for a year? Yeah, like, they, like Mahomes did. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm okay with that. But if they take Kyle Pitts, that's fine too. Bengals is a no-brainer. Number five, they're taking Penny Sewell. Yeah. They need to. Why? Joe Burrow. That's why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, look at him. I mean, the kid, this kid's, he, I don't know if you've seen this guy. He's, he, he's, a, he's a massive human person. Yeah. Uh, he's 6'5", 330 pounds, American Samoan. Um, Sturdy. Yeah, they need this guy. So just just go get him. He looks terrifying. Uh, number six, your Miami Dolphins. I have them taking uh, Devonta Smith from Alabama. Uh, a lot of people yeah. have him going later because he's they're like, oh, he's so small. Watch this guy fucking play, dude. It doesn't matter. He, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't give a fuck how small he is. If you can't catch him, you can't hit him. The guy's amazing. He's the fucking reigning uh, Heisman yeah. Trophy winner, yeah. uh, and then you create that that Tua uh, Devontae Smith connection, and maybe it's because I'm just like you know I'm I'm like a glutton uh, for punishment, and this <laughs> this hookup, this Tua to Devontae Smith, this Flashbacks. play where Georgia lost the national championship a few years back, yeah, let's go, show me some more of that, do it to somebody else, I want to see them do it to somebody <laughs> else, just so I can feel a little better. Uh, number seven, really? <clears throat> what do you think? Do you want him? Do you think? What do you think? Would he like be, you know they're going to take a receiver. Who do you want them to take? A pass catcher. If Pitts is available, I would want. Have you taken Pitts off yet? Uh, no. You haven't taken him off the board. If he's on the board, you take him over Devontae Smith. Okay. Because that would be a problem, Pitts and Gusecki on the on the line. True. True, true, true. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Smith will probably be – Miami's back on the board later at 18, and then they can get a receiver then. That's true. I think some of these receivers could fall that low. Yeah. Especially Devonta Smith, the way they're talking about how he's so small. Um, but in my universe, uh, number seven pick, the Lions are going to take Jamar Chase from LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galladay's gone. I Go- think he's the best receiving pro- wide receiver prospect. That's what most people think, yeah. I disagree. My, my insiders are telling me otherwise. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, my people on the inside. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Galladay's gone. Goff needs somebody to throw to. Uh, obviously, the Bengals probably want this guy because of that LSU connection for Joe Burrow. But does he have any, any experience eating kneecaps? I don't know. Actually, <laughs> that's, what, that's know. required in Detroit. They do eat some weird shit in Louisiana. So <laughs> yeah, kneecap gumbo. I mean, they might. You know what I mean? You never know. Uh, let's see, number eight, Panthers. I have them taking Kyle Pitts. Okay, if uh, he's there, they're taking that. Yeah. Obviously, he's rumored to go higher, but based on what I think teams need, I, right. this is where I have him landing. Uh, I think uh, Sam. It says here, I got this thing up, uh, this draft network thing saying that um, the needs of the Panthers, the most glaring needs, are offensive tackle and cornerback. Probably, and then, but I uh, think it, tight end is next. Though. I think that if he f- if if Kyle Pitts falls, yeah, you got to take him. You yeah, got to yeah. take him. Yeah. So that's why in my universe, he's falling to eight, and the Panthers obviously take him. I mean, he's he's clearly the real deal. This guy's amazing. You know what they're saying about him, though? I mean, you know what they're saying? That uh, Vernon Davis mm-hmm. has pretty much the same measurables and had the same type of – only ran like two-tenths two of a second slower and stuff like that mm-hmm. in an actual combine because these are right. – you never know how they messed, messed with these combines and numbers and stuff to make the player look better. Mm. And they're saying Vernon Davis, does he have that career – 
like mm. that. But the NFL has changed too. <clears throat> but if you think about that, Vernon Davis was he was good. Yeah, but I think that uh, the reason why I think that it might be a little different is because I think Kyle Pitts represents this kind of new type of player that we're seeing, which is this kind of tight hybrid. end wide receiver hybrid. Yeah. Uh, and. But that's what Vernon Davis was like the first one that was kind of like that. Yeah, but I feel like this guy is like kind of the continued evolution of that idea mm, of a hybrid, and yeah. I think he's better than any of the ones yeah. who have come before him. I get it. And he's going to be used like that. Exactly. Because Vernon Davis exactly. was not, he was used like a traditional tight end. Exactly. exactly. But he was, yeah, he could be. Because, I mean, this guy's going to line up as a, a tight end, but, you know, you're not going to expect Kyle Pitts to do a lot of blocking. Right. You know what I mean? He might chip and then get out into a route. And then exactly. you got a linebacker on him or safety, and that's a mismatch. He's going to be difficult. And a cornerback is going to be too small for him. Yeah, He's going to be, be difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's why I say six. Yeah. I think he might go higher. but we'll I think you're probably right. But this, yeah. My insiders are telling me otherwise. Ooh, uh, Broncos. Oh, oh, Broncos. Broncos are at number eight. Uh, oh, no, sorry, number nine. Uh, I got them taking um, – well, okay, look, the Broncos had one of the worst rush defenses in the league last year. Mm. Uh, so I got them taking the linebacker from Notre Dame, Jeremiah mm. Owusa Karamoa. Mm. You got to slow down when you say that name. Yeah, Notre um, Dame. I, I think they, uh, I hate Notre Dame. Sure. Whatever. This guy, he's he's quick. He can, he can cover the run. He can cover the tight ends. He can cover the check down throw. He can blitz like an animal. Um, Broncos need – to fix whatever's wrong with their defense, and this guy could certainly help. Cowboys have one of the worst secondaries yes. in all of football last year. Yeah. For me, this was a no-brainer that they should take Patrick Sertan, mm-hmm. who is thought of as easily probably the best cornerback His in the draft. father was great. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, I know the Cowboys. Th- there's been so many reports about the Cowboys having this massive hard-on for Kyle Pitts. Uh, and trying clear. to trade up to get him, I, I think that's a huge mistake for them to do that. Um, they need this guy. Uh, Giants at number eleven. I have him taken Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher from Michigan. Dude's a madman. Um, they need some help on defense mm. uh, because it's not like Daniel Jones is going to light it up. Obviously, they need to get some other things on the offensive side of the ball too. Uh, but winning this kind of shitty NFC East is all about having the best D <laughs> at this point. So I think yes, I agree. Should, that's how Washington did it. So that's how I think. That's why I have them picking a, a D man. Uh, Eagles at number twelve. Uh, I have them taking Jalen Waddle, wide receiver from Alabama. Oh, uh, he could. Some eat. say he's the best. <laughs> They Let's do. It's hard. You know, he, again, he, this guy could come off the board way before the 11th spot, but if he doesn't, the Eagles need to take him. Uh, mm. He's not as big as some of the other receivers, so that's why they're saying he might go a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's he's also, bigger than Smith. Yeah, he's also a damn good punt and kickoff returner, mm. uh, which they is kind of fun. Deshaun Jackson back. Hurts and Waddle, that Alabama history going on there. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. Uh, Chargers. Chargers need to take an uh, they need a tackle. They need yeah. an offensive tackle. So I got them taking Christian Darisaw from Virginia Tech. Uh Justin Herbert, I think, was the biggest surprise in the NFL last year. Yeah. Uh it, but this year, teams are gonna be coming for him. Big time. Yeah. So they need to give him as much protection as they possibly can. Yeah. Um is this guy the best offensive tackle in the draft? 
I don't fucking know. Just <laughs> take him. I have no clue. Uh, Vikings. I got them taking uh, Christian Barmore or Barrymore, uh, D lineman from Alabama. Damn, Alabama's all over um, this. This guy's being called a big boomer bust. I think there's a little bit of injury worry. Um, but if you watch him play, if he is healthy, if you watch this guy play, he's he's just a, he's an animal. Um, he's a beast on the O line. If he can stay healthy, he's going to crush. O line or D line? On D line. Okay. I misspoke, which I do frequently <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, 15, Patriots. I got them taking Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Ooh, Minnesota. That would be scary. Um, their receiving core was one of the worst in the league last year. <laughs> the Every- quarterback can't throw him the ball, though. Exactly. That doesn't help. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot of speculation that if, you know, don't forget how easy it is for quarterbacks to fall down in the draft. So yeah, that's true. I, I mean, it's if one of these guys who everybody thinks is going to go in the top five starts falling, 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 falling. Yeah, um, Notice I have not mentioned the name Mac Jones yet. Oh no, you haven't. <laughs> so you think the Patriots will take a receiver over Mac Jones? I, I personally, I, I'm not saying what I think is going to happen. Oh, I'm no, telling you what, what I should. think should happen. And I think Mac, for me, Mac Jones is going to be a bust. I'm predicting a bust. We'll get to that. Nice. Cardinals, I have them taking J.C. Horn, cornerback from prediction. South Carolina. Uh, this guy, uh, well, okay, look, Cardinals made a lot of moves in free agency. Um, they need help with their run defense, um, but they also need to sort of secure one of these lockdown corners because the Cardinals seem to get into a lot of these barn burner type games where they're just like slinging it. Yeah. Uh, and y- if you want to play that way, uh, y- you're better off with a lockdown corner. Yeah. And the South Carolina Gamecocks were not a good football team, but this guy is amazing. He's really good. Uh-huh. Uh, I've seen him play. Uh, Raiders at 17 spot. I got them taking Mika Parsons, linebacker mm. from Penn State. Highly touted. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders D was an absolute fucking shit show last year. And they need to do like Parsons to help turn that mess around. I think mm-hmm. he's quick, uh, sideline to sideline. This guy's all over the place. Um, so if he's still there, when it comes time for the Raiders to pick, they should take him. I think he might go earlier than what I'm predicting. Uh, number 18 dolphins. I think the dolphins should take Najee Harris. Mm. If he falls, which he could running backs tend to fall. Yeah. Uh, and if Najee Harris is sitting there, I think the Dolphins should take him. Um, now, this guy, I know you were saying, like, oh, yeah, that one play. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you, I watched this guy. It's more than the one play. Okay. <laughs> I no, guarantee I get that. I'm just like the same with uh, yeah. with uh, Clowney. There was more than one play, but that play yeah. is what pushed him to the number one pick. I've seen him do that exact same play on multiple occasions week after week. I mean, he, that dude, I, it's I not believe, just about I'm not, uh, nothing against him. I, I believe that. He is such a good runner. Uh, the, other, the thing that I really like about him, he's not just big and fast, but he's also patient. Like, when you watch this guy like on tape, Bell. yeah, he, he'll run up to the line, and it's like, oh, shit, I wanted to go there, but that's not open. What? No, oh, shit, that's not, okay, you know what? And then he just waits for the opening, and he's gone. Oh, nice. He's just gone. That's that Le'Veon Bell stuff. Mm-hmm. He's good. Uh, Number 19, the Washington football team. I have them taking offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Mm. Um, Why? Because (laughs) 
<laughs> if the team with no name is seriously going to start a 38-year-old uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they they need to protect his old ass. Yeah. And this guy Jenkins is 6'6", 320 pounds. Damn. So I'm pretty sure he'll do the trick. And as he's learning the league, Fitzpatrick is pretty mobile too, a little bit. Right. Shifty. Sure. So they can, they can make yeah. a, a few mistakes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number 20, the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. I have them drafting Mac Jones. <laughs> Why? Are they going to trade up? <laughs> Why are they going to take Mac Jones? Because that's what they do. Because they have Andy Dalton and they have Nick Foles. Uh, and as we learned last week, uh, <laughs> Chicago is where quarterbacks go to die. <laughs> You might as well add one more shit stick to this pile. I'm not buying into the Mac Jones thing. If I'm wrong, so be it. But I'm, I, look, am I really supposed to believe that Alabama's like fat, slightly overweight third string quarterback who couldn't run to save his life, but somehow managed to light it up during a pandemic year when the college football competition was an absolute joke? I'm supposed to believe that this guy's the next fucking Tom Brady? No. Just no. It's not no. I I don't believe this. I don't believe in him either. Uh, it, I mean, the hype is like there's a hype machine behind him, and it's all generated. By every him. everybody is saying that the 49ers are going to take Mac Jones at the number three spot. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Go ahead. They'll probably take Justin Fields. I feel like this guy is basically the next next kind of as far as like bust potential. I think he's the next Trubisky. Damn. Uh, who, took, who took him? Uh, I believe it was the Bears, <laughs> even though Patrick brother. Mahomes was on the board. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, 21. We're getting there, people. Come on. Uh, the Colts are going to take Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. He had a great defense last year. Uh, yeah. They got two good running backs. You got Carson Wentz throwing the ball. Uh, I think they need to draft one of these hot shot receivers. Yeah. This, this kid played in the SEC, played for Mississippi. Uh, he's super fast, very good after the catch, uh, very good over the top as well. Um, he's one of these guys that you just you toss it up and he's going to get it, and I think that's what you need with him.
Okay, number 22, Titans. I got them taking my man from Georgia, edge rusher, Aziz Ojalari. This is the first one from, mm-hmm. from Georgia. Uh, Titans D was dreadful last year. Um, they got a lot of good things happening on the offensive side of the ball, but they have got to fix their defense. Uh, mm, agreed. And if they get this guy, then watch the fuck out. This guy and is... And is gone, too. This dude is a crazy edge rusher. He's like an angry hornet coming out of a nest that fell off a tree. He's relentless. <laughs> uh, obviously, I've seen him a lot. I don't mm-hmm. need to review the tape because uh, he plays for Georgia. There were a few games last year that you could easily say the Georgia Bulldogs won primarily because he was just out there killing quarterbacks. He's fierce. Um, yeah, go get him. You need him. Uh, 23, Jets. <clears throat> I got them taking an edge rusher from Penn State, Jason Oway. Jets D sucked last year. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's like, you know, Captain Obvious statement of the day. Yeah. With their first pick, uh, you know, they they should take this guy. I'm just telling you. he's he's um, they need They need somebody who can, like, wreak havoc. You know, one of those teams. Yeah. Uh, they need to be one of those teams who. who I already was expected plays. to go even higher too. So that's he a, might. That'll be a good pick still for might. them if they get him that long. He could. Uh, Twenty four. I got the Steelers taking Rashawn Slater, uh, offensive tackle from Northwestern. This guy's okay. also predicted to go higher. Um, yeah, Slater. They were having up there uh, <clears> possibly <throat> the best one in the draft. So that'd be yeah. good for them if they got him. But uh, you know, they Steelers had some issues on the O line last year. I think that was kind of why it started to unravel for them towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if you're gonna insist on starting this fucking porn addiction quarterback, you need some <laughs> protection. Uh, what are they doing? Like, I don't get that. I don't get that. But whatever. Anyway, uh, Jaguars at number twenty five. They got two picks? Mm. Wow. I got him taking uh, Tavon Morig, safety from TCU. TCU. Mm-hmm. They need a safety. They're saying he's one of the best safeties in the draft. Certainly the Jags need that. Mm-hmm. Um, my people, insiders, are telling me uh, that he can play the deep post. He can cover the slots. <laughs> he's smooth, fluid, like melted butter and good man hips. covers. Got good hips. Yeah. Um, yeah, so go out there and put the ooh and smooth for them Jags, young man. Go get it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, Browns, number 26. I got them taking Caleb Farley, cornerback from Virginia Tech. Um, I think the Browns sort of straight up won free agency <laughs> this year, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they got it going on in just about every position except their secondary, I mm. feel. Um, Imagine they get that right. And they have. Uh, I feel. I wrote here. Yeah. I feel like if they can fix that, I feel like the AFC North is a wrap. Yeah. I mean, they could really take over. So that's another bet. We got to get some bets in. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ravens at number twenty-seven. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver from LSU. Uh, he's a big play wide receiver. Very good after the catch. The Ravens need something more than Hollywood Brown. Period. I could see them moving up. <clears throat> Me too. If they trade uh, to go higher, yeah. grab one of those uh, marquee receivers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think there's a lot of good receivers who are going to come later, too. Yeah, who, yeah, probably. Like, my thing is that I feel like if we go through the, if we look back at this at the end of the season mm-hmm. next year, that I think that's when you really know who got the draft right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, or three years from now. Yeah, it could be longer. 
number 28, you got the Saints. Um, Diami Brown, wide receiver from North Carolina. I'm thinking the Saints need something for Jason Winston to throw at. <laughs> uh, I didn't know a lot about this guy. I just saw him on a list, and I watched some tape and was very impressed. Um, okay. The thing I was most impressed by was how well he can hold on to the ball after he just gets absolutely smashed. Okay. I mean, just murdered. Strong hands. Going through the slot, and he hangs on to the ball every time. And he's not afraid to take a hit. Man, that's a lot of receivers in the first round. Yeah, you, he's got a pretty mean stiff arm as well, which I was quite impressed by. Okay, you're divvying <clears> out wide receivers, man. Yep. I don't think there's a lot of good defensive players in the draft this year. Okay. Sadly. Mm. Um, yeah, Packers. And also, if you look at these teams, again, Packers, 29. Kadarius Toney, wide receiver. They This is what they this is what they needed last year, and mm-hmm. they took a quarterback instead. Yeah. Uh, th- there's no. I don't think anyone thinks that the Packers are not going to try and take a wide receiver this year. That's another one that might move up. Uh, it's true, uh, but this guy's good. Kadarius Toney is very good. Nice. He's one of those guys you can't catch as well. Uh, Bills. I got them taking a a, a D lineman, uh, Davion Nixon from Iowa. Um, Bills are kind of humming on offense, but they gotta they gotta fix the defense. I uh, think so. They got a good defense. Yeah, but I just think that they too kind of got like when when they get into those games where they go up against a team where they're kind of slinging it. Mm, I feel like I that's when their do, defense yeah. starts to fall apart. Okay, good point. You know what I mean? So get um, the D line straightened <clears throat> out. Yeah, and I don't know much about this guy, but based on the tape that I saw, he looks pretty tenacious. This guy. Um, yeah, but um, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. Uh, Ravens, 31. Landon Dickerson from Alabama. How did the Ravens have the 31st pick? Oh, for t- uh, the, the trade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy's an O-lineman. Uh, I, it, look, the Ravens undoing in the playoffs was their yeah. inability to put points on the board. Yes. They went up against the, you know, the Bills. Uh, D that wasn't even close to impressive, you know, late in the year mm. last year, and they only put up fucking three points. Uh, <laughs> Ravens D is always something to be afraid of. Lamar Jackson, e- even if you're, you know, a team thinking you got him figured out, is still scary as shit to play against. But yeah. it's time for the Ravens, Ravens to to get him an O lineman that everyone's afraid of, and this guy is also a giant human person. He's a kid, he's enormous. He's 6 foot 6, 333 pounds. Damn. Uh he's got experience at center, guard, uh and yeah, he he just never gives up on a play this kid. Um Nice. Um yeah, go get him. Uh finally, are we at the end? Yes. Yeah, we're man, finally Bucks, at the man, end. Man. Number 32, the Buccaneers. I have them take him. Travis Etienne, running back from Clemson. Uh, the Bucks brought their whole team back uh, after winning the Super Bowl for the most part. Uh, so what do they need? How about one of the most cagey and shifty dynamic running backs yeah. in all of college football? Um, but I hear what you're thinking. You're thinking, Skiff, the Bucks have Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones uh, uh, the second. Man. Fuck those guys, because they ain't shit compared to this dude. Have you ever seen this guy? He is a vicious yes, cut runner, a yeah. vicious cut runner, yeah. and he's like he kind of he's a little like my man Nick Chubb, you know. Mm, he plant that foot, make that cut, mm, and he's yeah. gone. He's clear. He's not as good, of course, uh, <laughs> um, because he doesn't have his own cereal. 
mainly. Is why it's good. <laughs> but yeah, but they should take him. Uh, uh, but that is, yeah. That's your mock draft? Yeah. That's I, it, I like much. it, man. I like it. But time will tell uh, if the teams do the right thing and do what you said or if they do the wrong thing. I think most of them will probably do the wrong thing. Yeah, that's what they're fucking up. Listen uh, to Skiff, man. Listen to me. It's kind of funny. And you watch this every year. I wrote this down. What is this? I just want to say this real quick. 2018. I read about this the other day. The 2018 draft. Trading up to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Jets traded up to number three to get Sam Donald. Oof. Bills traded up to number seven to get Josh Allen. Okay. It took a couple of years, but that yeah, it seems like worked it's out. out. Yeah. The Cardinals traded up to number 10 to get Josh Rosen. Mm. That did not work out. Mm-mm. The Ravens traded up from the second round to the number 32 spot yeah, and Lamar picked Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I remember that. So it's hit or miss, y'all. I wanted Miami to get Lamar Jackson, and then everybody thought the Patriots were going to get him because he was there. And then I mean, <clears throat> Ravens came up. All of the shit you know, that people are saying, it, it, I mean, the draft can be kind of fascinating because yeah. <clears throat> mostly because they get it wrong so often. Yeah. And they keep getting paid to do it. <laughs> yeah, wrong as fuck. I think it's fine. It's fine. It, it, the people that I don't understand are people who are actually putting money on the draft, like like they're betting to oh, see really? who's gonna go, like oh. that kind of stuff. Like if you're doing that, you're an idiot. Yeah. Because like if you you're just getting it, like, paid to create content, fine. Yeah. Talk out of your ass uh, all day long. That's what your job is. What's the guy? Mel Kiper. I don't know who that is. Who's that? He's a draft, uh, ESPN draft analyst. He's a draft expert. Yeah, he's he's ridiculous. All right. Well, thanks for checking us out. This has uh, been Jonathan Rollins. And Skiff Misara. And we will be back with a recap of the draft. We will come back with a draft reaction. That's going to be fun. Because <laughs> then yeah. by the next time you hear from us, like all this shit will be over. And yeah, we'll have all we'll this know. interesting we'll know how shit wrong, We'll know how wrong you, uh, you were. <laughs> All right. We'll check y'all next time. It's been Jonathan Ronsky. Oh, we did that part, right? Yeah, we did. All right. We'll check y'all later. Peace. Later, y'all. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.